I'm Sam Cartina, owner of Nourish Lift Repeat. And I'm Caitlin Allen, owner of Self Love Nutritionist. We are both registered dietitians on a mission to empower women to find food freedom and self-love. We are so excited for you to join us today on the Self-Love Hour podcast. Hello, everyone. Thank you for coming back to the Self-Love Hour podcast. Today, we're going to be talking all about how to give yourself permission to eat during this holiday season. And we're going to be talking about binge or emotional eating during the holiday season and what you can kind of do to prevent it. So yeah. Really excited about this topic because the holidays are right around the corner just helping you to feel, you know, comfortable during the holidays. If this is the first time you're seeing family in a while, maybe it's, you know, a stressful time for you, um, how to eat and enjoy the holidays without feeling any sort of negative emotions or binging. I think this is going to be such a helpful, uh, podcast for you all. Yeah, I agree. So we all know that this holiday season can just bring a lot of stress and a lot of anxiety, especially like leading up to the event, whether that's like Thanksgiving or Christmas or any other holiday that you celebrate. Um, And, you know, there's been a lot of talk about like the quarantine weight gain or whatever. And so maybe you are starting to feel like ashamed because your body has changed and you're going to see family you haven't seen since last year. We just kind of want to talk a little bit about that and how we can, I guess, like move past that. Yeah. I mean, anxiety is real, right? When you're thinking about the holidays and seeing people for the first time, it's like, you know, your, your mind is just going, um, and, and it's hard to just be okay and sit with how you're feeling and just, I mean, even getting up the courage to go and, and spend the holiday with family and, you know, navigating those thoughts in your head of how, you know, you're feeling and, and, you know, what to expect or what conversations you're going to have or what food's going to be available and all of that. I think it's just, it's really helpful to have some tools before going into it. So you feel better about it and you can actually just like enjoy the experience of sharing the holidays with your family, friends, um, and be okay. Yeah, instead of like the whole thing being about the food or the way your body looks, you can actually just enjoy being with your family. You know, I know not always family is not always enjoyable, but at least making it as enjoyable as you can without the focus being on food or body. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure some of you out there are like me who has a grandma that first thing they do when they see you is comment on your body. Oh, look at you, da da da. You know, it's like, they're just going to do it and know like how you're going to respond and how you're going to, you know, feel or what you're going to, you know, what you're going to do afterwards is, is so important so that you feel comfortable, you know, acknowledging grandma, you're not going to change grandma's mind. Like grandmas are just grandmas and like, you know, it's just important you're spending time with them, but how do you, you know, feel and what do you say to her? So it's like, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So don't, you don't let like that one comment ruin your entire rest of the day. Right. Or get heated or get up, you know, discussion or any sort of, any sort of way um, that just kind of makes it anything negative, I guess, you know, from that experience. 
Yeah, definitely. So we kind of wanted to talk specifically about like how you can give yourself permission to eat foods during this holiday season that are only available during this holiday season because that kind of you know makes them novelty if there's certain foods that maybe are only like I don't know I'm thinking of like Christmas foods they have at Target that are only available at Target on Christmas or um, like maybe your family makes a special dish that they only make at Christmas time and how you can allow yourself to eat that without it becoming a binge or emotional eating. Right, right. Like grandma's like recipe of cookies or whatever that is, your mom's, you know, famous stuffing or I don't know, pie. It's like, yeah, it, you only can get it. Mom makes it the best. So really, how do you allow yourself to eat that and not, you know, overeat or binge or, um, restrict during the holidays. So kind of like prepare for that meal. Yeah. I think, you know, the number one thing would be to not restrict during this season. You know, sometimes it can be really easy to get into that cycle of like, oh, well, I know, um, later today I'm going to be eating like, all this stuff that my grandma's making that I never get year round. So I'm just not going to eat breakfast. And then that kind of like sets you up to be like overly hungry by the time you get there, then maybe you end up eating way more than you had planned to, or that your body is telling you that they're full, but maybe you're eating really fast and it just kind of sets you up to go through that restrict binge cycle when you restrict in the morning. Yeah. And even like restricting at that meal, right. You're not allowing yourself permission to eat all of the food there. You're just like, well, I'm going to be, you know, mindful, you know, quote unquote mindful during this. And then later not allow yourself to have the foods that you really wanted. And then later binge because you're, you're still hungry. You know, you maybe feel guilty for not allowing yourself to have those foods or what, you know, whatever uh, caused you to, to binge later on. But it's, it's just giving yourself permission to eat throughout the day is so important. Like not skipping breakfast or lunch. Like I get it. The holidays are busy. You're busy during the day and cooking or traveling, but it's so important to still prioritize your, your meal times and, and have snacks throughout the day, you know, treat it like any other day, but you know, with the emphasis that by honoring your, your hunger and, and still eating every, you know, a few hours or whatever, it's going to prevent you from you know, being overly full at dinner time, it's going to prevent you from um, feeling like you're, you know, bad or, you know what I mean? Like any sort of way after you eat dinner or whatever that, you know, time of the meal is. Sometimes people um, forget that it's so important that on holidays, you don't have to fast all day and then eat that one big meal at dinner time. It's, you can eat throughout the day too. Yeah, definitely. And um, I think also just remembering that food is meant to be enjoyed. Like food has a pleasure. It gives us pleasure and it's okay if you are enjoying the food. It's okay if you're maybe like emotionally eating it because you're like really enjoying the moment. Emotional eating is really only a problem when it's your only coping skill. It's like the only thing you use to deal with those negative emotions, but it's also okay to enjoy your food. Yeah. Yeah. That just made me think of something. Um, yesterday, um, somebody reached out to me on Instagram was like, Hey, you know, 
the elections right now. Um, I know that this, this will probably be aired way after the elections, but she just found herself emotionally eating. And we were talking about this and how she's feeling and, and whatnot. And, you know, she's like, well, I chose to eat this because I didn't want what I cooked for dinner. I feel like I'm emotionally eating. And I was like, okay, well, I mean, were you actually hungry? You know, asking that mm -hmm. question. And she said, well, yeah, I was hungry. And it's knowing that, you know, emotional eating, if you're hungry, it's not emotionally eating. Yeah, right? definitely. Yeah. Kind of like understanding the difference of that is like, yeah, eating for comfort because it's comfort food, but it's not really, you know, if you're hungry, you're hungry. Yeah. Like you're not just using it to like deal with those emotions. You're using it to feed your biological cues that are telling you you're hungry. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So it's just like interesting to say like, oh, everyone thinks that like, well, if you're using food as a comfort, then you're emotionally eating. It's like, well, you're also hungry. So you just chose yeah. a food that is more comforting to you. That's not, you know, it's not like the same thing as like, you're not actually physically hungry, but maybe you're, you're reaching for some food and then you, you feel like you're, you know, bloated or uncomfortable afterwards. You feel guilty. Um, things like that. It's just, or you're trying to like, the big ones are like stress, boredom. Mm -hmm. Um, those are like, you know, sadness, grief. Those are like the big ones where you're just like, you're actually not at physically hungry, right? You're, you're really using food as, you know, a way to distract yourself. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think that's a really important distinction to make because definitely people feel like, oh, but if I enjoy this and this like food gives me comfort, then that that means that I'm emotionally eating. But like food is supposed to be enjoyable. Like you don't have to just eat food that you don't like to be healthy. You can eat food that you enjoy too. Yeah, it, it was cereal that she chose. I'm like, nothing wrong with cereal there's yeah. no I think she felt guilty because it was cereal instead of like uh you know a plate with like chicken and you know whatever else was on there and it's like you know what it's food you know what I mean like it cereal doesn't get enough credit I think <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's okay to have breakfast for dinner have cereal if that's what you wanted you were honoring your you know craving and it was satisfying and comforting to you that's not you know that's not a bad thing yeah definitely I definitely agree so maybe we could talk a little bit about like dealing or I, I guess like coming up with some coping skills to deal with your emotions so that the emotional eating, you know, the eating when you're feeling stressed or anxious, like not when you're physiologically hungry, but like how to deal with those emotions, because sometimes it can be helpful to kind of come up with a game plan of how you're going to handle your emotions before the holiday season, during it, and after, because it's likely, you know, before the event, maybe you're feeling really stressed out and anxious, and then during the event, you know your family member's going to make a comment, and it's going to send you on a spiral, and then after the event, you're going to feel really guilty, but like, what can we do to manage the emotions through that whole process? Yeah, I think that that would be perfect, right, to like tell you all <laughs> what to do, because it's like, you need a game plan, you need to know you know, in the back of your mind, this is how I'm going to respond. Because when you know, you come prepared, you're less likely to react mm -hmm. emotionally and negatively and, you know, kind of get heated or it just cause any sort of like more negative um, impact for you. So this is just a way to, you know, come prepared. Even if it, 
helps you to feel more neutral about the situation, that's better than, you know, coming out of it feeling really negative or, you know, bad about, you know, how you responded to the situation. Yeah, I really like that, like feeling more neutral because it can be really, I feel like a lot of times people are like, oh, like we can make it positive, 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 but like really sometimes the positive isn't possible, but being neutral is. Yeah, yeah, like maybe the holidays in general are just normally like a hard time for your family and just being neutral about it is just better than like trying to, you know, be positive in a situation that is actually not possible for you, you know, to really feel positive about a situation or whatever it is, you know, it's like, it's okay to be neutral, you don't always have to be like positive and happy and excited and you know, it's okay to just be. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So let's say before the event, you are feeling really stressed out, really anxious about going. You are thinking about how your body has changed and how your family is going to judge you. You know, like, what can you do? What could you do in this situation? So I think it's important to, I guess one skill that I really like is called opposite action. It's a DBT skill. So what this is, is like when you're feeling anxious or stressed doing something that's the opposite of what you would do in that situation. So if you're super stressed, like what's something you normally do? Like maybe you, I don't know, you like lay in bed all day because you're like really stressed and you don't want to like move. So the opposite of that would be like getting up and going for a walk outside in the sunshine. You're doing something that's going to combat that negative emotion. You know, obviously it's important to feel your emotions, but sometimes it can be helpful to do something that's the opposite to kind of pull you out of that emotion. Oh, I love that. It's just like kind of putting yourself outside your comfort zone, but also changing the situation because you know that it, you're laying in bed all day too doesn't make you feel any better, but you know, that's all you know. It's like, we'll try something else and see how that makes you feel and, and see how that impacts the rest of your day, your mood. Because yeah, you keep doing the same thing over and over again. You're going to look at the same result. And if that's, you know, continuous, you know, continuation of the stress and it didn't actually, you know, make you feel any better, then it's time to try something else. Yeah, definitely. And like, I think that's something you can use throughout your day. Like for me, I'm like super stressed out today. I have a million things to do today, but I am going to try to respond in a way as if I am not super stressed because I'm hoping that that will like combat the stress a little bit. Um, Cause we all have stressful times, but yeah, I think doing something to kind of pull you out of that mood, if it doesn't serve you long-term, like what you can do to change that. Yeah. And what makes sense to you to do, you know, don't force yourself to do something that you wouldn't normally do anyway, but like, what would you do on on a better day? I like that. You know, what normally makes you happier on a better day that you're less stressful and maybe have, you know, five minutes to spare to do that, you know, that thing, if time is just, you know, not, not on your side today or. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, do you have anything else that they could do before the event? I, of course, like if it, this is something around, you know, body image, if you're just like, you know, I, I'm putting on clothes for the first time in a long time, I have to like dress nicer to the occasion or whatever. Yeah. 
it's like, make this a fun experience for you. Make this an enjoyable experience, put on music, dance a little bit, you know, have some fun um, while you're getting dressed, you know, give yourself permission to try on clothes and know that it could look you know, different. You can switch it up. You don't have to always wear the same outfit or your go-to, but try something new, try a different like combination and get, you know, I don't know, experiment with it um, and try on different clothes. And, and, and honestly, in that having fun process, it really helps you to just not focus on like how you're really feeling, you know, just about your body that day, but just kind of like boost your mood up a little bit. So it's more enjoyable, but I think that really helps. And I know that helps me when I'm getting ready and I'm just like, nothing fits good. I'm like, you know what? Hang on. I'm going to put on my favorite music right now. It's like, jam it up. Let's go a little Dua Lipa right now, dancing around in my, in my bathroom, getting ready. It just like helps to just, you know, take a second and just be goofy and have fun. Um, and then with like thinking about being anxious about what people are going to say or do or, you know, whatever is come up with some things that you want to say or how you want to respond and kind of set some boundaries in your mind around that. It's, it's really helpful just to know that, okay, if so-and-so says this to me, this is how I'm going to respond. If it's this person, if it's somebody else, how would I respond to them? Um, because when you go to see family and, and maybe friends, you kind of already know their personalities and what they've maybe said to you in the past. So just kind of setting that, you know, that tone up for yourself to be prepared. You know, if grandma comes up to you, the first thing she does is like, say something about your body or what you're wearing or whatever. It's like, how do you respond to grandma? Just say, grandma, I love you. And then goodbye, you know, and move her on. Or do you like talk to grandma and say like, please don't comment on my body, da, da, da. I mean, it's how comfortable you are in that situation. If it's like a friend or um, family member, how would you respond to them? And what would you say? Just kind of have some things in the back of your mind. So you feel comfortable. Like, this is what I'm going to say. And that makes me feel good. Yeah, yeah, I really like that. I love the like dancing and getting ready because sometimes <laughs> like getting ready can feel like a like a it's like a negative experience for a lot of people, but you're kind of like correcting that experience and making it more like happy and enjoyable instead of just like hating everything you're wearing and hating your body. You're like changing, like shifting that mindset. I really like that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, um, so for the comments during the holiday season, so we all know, like, those are going to happen most likely because everyone is trapped in diet culture. Um, so yeah, like having a game plan of what your response is going to be is going to be really, really helpful because then you already know it's going to happen and you already know how you're going to respond. So you can have that in your back pocket instead of your emotions like taking over. You could come at it from a space of like your like reasonable mind, like you're just like, okay, she said this, I know I'm going to do this. And then you can move on instead of it like completely dysregulating your emotions and yeah. Yeah. And causing this, you know, any sort of like, argument or like oh you know I mean like the thing is with like grandmas and you know older generations it's like this is what they're like that's where like their love language is like talking yeah. to you like this <laughs> this is how they respond to you and it's like she doesn't know any different and is she gonna change probably not so it's like where do you want to you know 
dish out your uh, mental energy that day? Do you want to focus yeah. on, you know, being present and enjoying the experience? Or do you want to focus on how grandma is just grandma? And like, I mean, really, like, it, this is just, you know, maybe the few times a year you get to see her or talk to her. And it's like, knowing that she's talking to you from a place of love and care that this is just how she responds, but it's all the only way she knows how to respond. Cause that's all that she was, you know, taught is just know that that's, okay. you know, that's where she's coming from. Like how we talked about in the last um, a, a podcast on, mm-hmm. you know, how our family is just, this is what, it's the way that they care and they show they care, but it's, yeah, again, rooted in diet culture, years and years of um, focusing on body sizes, what you eat, trying to, um, trying to protect you from society, right? Yeah. That's, that's just where they're coming from, but it's, how do you want to respond to grandma? How do you want to respond to anybody that says anything, you know, while it's the first time maybe you're eating uh, carbs or, you know, at dinner, or maybe it's the first time you're allowing yourself to eat dessert and they're noticing that. And it's like, okay, well, how would you respond Mm-hmm. So, you know yeah. those comments yeah definitely and you know also like during the day you know like we talked about not restricting during the day like that's also really important and then so maybe you're plating your food and you're trying to decide like like how much you want to eat and all that good stuff. Um, but you're like worried that you're going to binge on it because you don't have it year round. Um, one thing you can do is just kind of check in with yourself while you're eating. Just like ask yourself, you know, am I full? Am I satisfied? And if those answers are no, keep eating. You know, so maybe you might feel full, but not satisfied yet. Like that's okay. You can still keep eating. I would, like, you have permission, but I think checking in with yourself is just a way to be more present during that experience. Yeah, I like that. It's just checking in. You're still doing the same tools that you would do normal any other day, any other meal, but, you know, more so around those foods that you feel like, ooh, if I allow myself to eat too much, you know, this and this, this will happen. It's like really being intentional and mindful during that you know, that meal and all your thoughts and emotions before, during, and after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, maybe like you do eat past fullness and you feel like uncomfortably full, just like checking in with yourself, like, okay, like maybe if I, maybe I ate a little bit more than I normally would, I feel uncomfortable. Okay. Like you don't have to put judgment on it and say like, oh, I can't believe I ate this much. Like, I feel so guilty. Like you can just acknowledge that it happened and then move on. Because if you let those judgments kind of seep in, it prevents you from like moving on from the situation and being able to acknowledge that what happened so that you can maybe do something different next time. Like this is all just a learning experience. Yeah, this might be your first, you know, holiday as, you know, an intuitive eater. And how do you, how do you respond? This is the first time you're eating, you know, this meal with these people in this situation and with everything else that is just added on top of your life. And then this is just an, an, an experience where you can learn from it and come at it with curiosity, like you said, instead of judgment and move on because, you know, it's not going to help if you continue to go down that spiral of, guilt and shame and, you know, judgment. It's okay. Well, now I know how that felt. And this is what I did today. This is how I, you know, 
responded and okay, now I know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And so let's say like after the event, you know, maybe you did eat a little bit more than you would have liked and you feel like really uncomfortable and bloated, you know, just like what we talked about, like not placing judgment on that situation. And then um, uh, giving yourself permission to eat the next morning. You know, I think it can be really easy to be like, oh, well, I binged. I'm just like not going to eat breakfast. But you, again, like that cycle will just keep continuing if you continue like restricting. Right, right. It's just, it's so important. It's, you have to eat again. You, You have to continue that permission to eat because it's just, yeah, like you said, it's going to continue on and you're going to only know that experience. You're not going to know what it's like to binge and then eat again the next day and how that makes you feel. And, you know, allow yourself that, you know, grace and it's okay. Yeah. Let's move on. Yeah, definitely. And I think also like, it's really important to be really gentle and compassionate with yourself. You know, this year has been like one for the books for everybody and it's the holiday season and you're enjoying food with your family that, you know, maybe, maybe you were not even sure if you guys were going to have a holiday celebration because of COVID. Maybe you're doing something through Zoom or I don't know, you're all social distancing and hanging out. Um, like this year is so unique and the holidays cannot really be focused on like giving to others, which is great, but also like give to yourself and be compassionate with yourself. I love that. It's acknowledging all of the experiences that you had leading up to, you know, that holiday meal, but also being kind to yourself because yeah, you went through, you know, you went through some things too this year and it's changed you. If anything, this year has brought so much change because maybe yeah. this is the first time that you're allowing yourself permission to eat and working on your relationship with food and your body. So it brought you growth. And now it's learning how to navigate this growth process and not, you know, get down on yourself and not, you know, be punishing or rewarding yourself or any, you know, sort of, you know, rewarding yourself if you restrict, you know, punishing yourself if you do kind of like relationship, but you're just experiencing food and these um, events, you know, for the first time. And this is just growth. This year has brought so much growth. Yeah, definitely. I like, like kind of thinking about it that way, because this year has definitely been a lot of growth, a lot of, you know, a bunch of stuff has happened in the world and then like in our own unique lives. So yeah, I mean, it, this was definitely a growing experience, but like you deserve compassion from yourself. I love that. I love that. So important. Um, I want to also talk about what it's like to really give yourself permission to eat these foods all year round too, because, mm-hmm. you know, the holidays are fun and nostalgic for having these foods absolutely but if there's any food that you still feel like you know losing control anytime you get your hands on it or it's around how to give yourself that permission all year round to eat that food so that you next year you know or whenever else that this food is available to you you know in a special event that you don't feel that way anymore you don't like have that experience because you've already allowed yourself permission to eat it yeah, definitely. 
so like let's say like maybe during christmas time it's like candy canes so like they you know in stores they only sell candy canes in december but if you bought extra this season and you allowed yourself to have it throughout the year because candy canes say stay good all year um allow yourself to have it that will make that food more neutral so when december rolls around again like it's not going to be this like i don't know like overwhelming mental thing to like eat all the candy canes because you would have already had it year round yeah like the seasonal flavors the treats and and foods like that i'm just even thinking like seasonal beverages that are only around like throughout you know, yeah. certain years and at th- certain time of the, of the year at certain years that'd be crazy um <laughs> <laughs> but like yeah okay so we just like candy for example candy the same candy is available all year round all year round it's just in different packages right yeah. just so what it's not in the color that you're used to seeing it but it's the same candy and you can have it all year round so just continuing to loosen up those rules or restrictions around that candy by giving yourself permission to have it you know what thoughts you're having work on you know really challenging that inner uh, diet talk that inner mean girl around that food like how we talked about with Jen and that episode of who says I can't have this you know mm-hmm. and really help you to practice permission to eat all year round so yeah it's still nice to have it in the holidays but you know it's not going away so you're just going to have an amount that is satisfying to you and then you're you know feeling better about moving on because it's you can have it again at home or you know when you go to the store yeah definitely and if it's like something like like the drink you mentioned like at Starbucks like they only have the Starbucks drinks like I don't know for a month or whatever um like just like giving yourself permission to have that like let's say you get Starbucks every morning like give yourself permission to have that holiday drink every day like you don't have to like have the quote-unquote skinny version or like not let yourself have it because it has too much sugar but you really like it like give yourself permission to have these foods during this season also if like you can't have it year round. Yeah, that's, that's so true. You have, I mean, Starbucks is a great example. They have been pushing up their, you know, release dates. I think it was like not even August or I mean, it was August or September pumpkin spice came out and it's yeah. like, you know, it's everything is kind of being moved up. So you have a longer period of time to enjoy these beverages. So you take advantage of that and, and give yourself permission to have those drinks every time you go, because you can go and get it as you, that habituation, as you get used to having it and knowing that food's around or that drink is around, it helps you to normalize your relationship with it and, and kind of just get over it in the sense like, okay, well, I can have this now, you know, it's no longer this like food on a pedestal. It's like, you know, on the same level as other foods that you um, give yourself permission to have. Yeah, definitely. It just like makes all food like more neutral, even if it is like a quote unquote special holiday food. Yeah. And even if it's like grandma's super secret pumpkin pie recipe or whatever it is, like, you know, ask grandma for the recipe so you can make it all year round or, you know, just try it home, make your own you know, version of it or whatever it is that, you know, I get it like grandma's or whoever else makes the, the best tasting one but still give yourself permission to have something very similar or in that same ballpark you know taste wise so you don't feel like you know next time you have grandma's you're going to lose control because you can still have that that pie all year round you can still make it um at home 
Yeah, I like that, especially with the pumpkin pie, because, you know, like the pre-made versions um, are only sold like certain months, but like pumpkin in the can is available year round. Like pie crust yeah. is available year round. Like you can make pumpkin pie in July. It's just like not going to be the pre-made version, but like you could still make it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's so true. It's all, all that stuff is available. It's just not featured. Yeah. Or, you know emphasized as much you know all year round so it's it, it comes in waves and goes because that's just how marketing and how I mean of course foods are in season not in season all that but now it's like yeah just knowing that you can get it whenever you want you can make it whenever you want yeah definitely yeah who knows maybe you can make it better yeah you can make it better than the pre-made version that's right that's right <laughs> But I like that, especially too, with like making your own versions of things too, and getting yourself permission to have those holiday foods. If you're maybe making it, but giving yourself permission to have it and make it in the way that like sounds good to you, because it might not be the sugar-free version. It might not be the, mm-hmm. you know, low calorie version or a low carb version. It, it could just be the version that you want it to be. Cause that's the, that, that's how you enjoy it. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's giving yourself the permission. I think I was talking with one of my clients and she was making this um, apple pie dump cake, which sounded freaking amazing. Um, I'm making it today. Honestly, I just bought a bunch (laughs) of apples to make it. And she was telling me, she's like, well, in the recipe, it said use canned apples, but she's like, honestly, I just didn't like the texture. So I used fresh apples. And she's like, yeah, the canned apples have, you know, more sugar in it, but it wasn't because of the sugar. It was because I wanted the crispier texture of the mm. fresh apples. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like, it's okay to make those modifications in your food choices because that's just what sounds good to you. Yeah, definitely. Like if, you know, maybe you like, uh, I don't know who would like, but maybe you like the like lower calorie version of pumpkin pie. I mean, I don't know. Do you really? But like, maybe you do. That's okay too. But just like honoring your honoring your preferences like we're not saying like you can't ever eat anything like quote-unquote diet food like we're just saying like you don't have to eat it right right if that's not your favorite you know I don't know cool whip if you like the more natural cool whip versus the store-bought cool whip or like making your own you know that's okay just you have your own preference preferences and you're you know you're allowed to have that and just because it's something that someone else doesn't like or wouldn't normally eat doesn't mean you can't have it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So we chatted about quite a few things today. Um, I hope that this will at least bring you, I guess, give you some tips to help you get through this holiday season because we know it can be stressful. You know, don't forget to make a game plan for before, during, and after the event so you can like be prepared for what's to come with food or thoughts or family members, comments, just being prepared so you can show up as your best self and have a good time instead of having your emotions or your thoughts kind of ruin that experience for you. Yeah, I think that is the biggest thing is just come up with a game plan so then you feel like prepared and ready to go and it just give yourself that, you know, self-care in that way. So mentally. Yeah. I love that. I, I think, you know, a lot of these tips are just even, you know, 
you can apply it to any day too, or any weekend or any event that you're going to, or, you know, any different situation of vacation or any, anything that's out of your normal routine so that you feel better, you know, going into it, less anxious, you know, less emotional, um, and less, you know, out of control around your food choices and what's available. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, thanks for tuning in to the Self Love Hour podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Self Love Hour podcast. And um, yeah, if you like this episode, please leave us a review. We would really appreciate it. And yeah, we hope you have a great day. Thank you for listening and happy holidays. Bye. If you liked this episode, please um, go down below and give us a rating and a comment. We would love to hear your feedback. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Self Love Hour Podcast.